0: Hello? 1? 2? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm PowerFuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. Huh. You've got what you need here. All those marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners
1: of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo jumbo, subscribe to the channel. I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend. Keep it real.
2: What's up, everybody? It's Genesel from Twitch here, and I listen to the Arclight Insights Podcast. And welcome to the ArcLight Insight podcast. I will be your host for the day, Trixie, joined as always by Spanner, Gora, Hap Snap, and Toasty. How are y'all doing
3: this morning? I'm uh, I'm very well, thank you, Trixie. It was a busy week at work and busy week in the, in life in general. But happy to be here. I was actually looking forward to meet you guys again this Saturday. Gora, how you been doing this week?
1: Yeah, I've been pretty good, thank you, Spanner. Yeah just getting on with all of work, everything with work. I work on a Australian sheep farm so lambing has started so there's lots of little lambs running around. Tap snap, how's your week been?
0: Uh, pretty good. Again, long week at work. I think we all have tough jobs. I think I'm coming down with a cold. It's going around my area. So my girlfriend's been out for a week or so. Now it's being passed on to me. So there's that. Percy, how are you doing?
4: fine, kind of mediocre. I was sick this week, B- basically chilling at home, got back into into Overwatch and uh, Warcraft 3 to, to kill time while waiting for Arclight Rumble. So yeah, nothing too exciting.
2: Busy weeks all around for everyone, but we have something decently exciting to talk about today. One of the more talked about things probably for especially any new game coming out especially for a mobile game is is it going to be pay to win and toasty tap snap and gora have put in a bunch of research to see what the actual numbers are going to look like we'll be talking about that and a couple small changes and updates to the beta Um, that is on our docket for today's podcast first up is gora with a slight update into some beta patches coming up pretty soon
1: all right thank you so, I've been making some pretty good use of my beta access. I was doing some, uh this week's dungeon and came across some of the buffs you can select for when you're doing your dungeon runs. Actually, can have some negative effects as well. I posted some feedback in the Warcraft Arclight Rumble official unofficial Discord channel and had a reply from one of the developers. The issue I came across was a buff where all elemental minis get stealth and my team comprises a lot of elemental minis, so I thought this would be quite good. What I didn't realise was the whelp eggs gain stealth when they are spawned in the egg and the whelps only hatch when the eggs are attacked but no enemy was able to attack the eggs because they couldn't see them because they were in stealth. So the reply we got from the developers was, they are looking to separate the egg and whelp bonuses. So if they're in egg form, they will not receive the stealth buff. But when they hatch, they will gain the stealth buff until attacking. So it's just little things like this that the beta people are finding you know, when they have access and playing through. So yeah, this is good feedback from the developers and looking forward to some of these patches coming out where they update these small things. And that's pretty much it. There's been no official patch notes. Hopefully, in the next few weeks we'll have another official patch note, adjusting a few things.
2: Small progress is still good progress. Uh, next we have Tap, Snap, and Toasty with a lovely document showing the essentially the monetization flowchart you'll be going through as you progress through the game.
4: Okay, um, for everyone watching this on YouTube, we will put. Um... Like I, I unpacked my full high school PowerPoint skills and uh, created a little overview. So we will put that on the YouTube video because we will throw a lot of numbers around. I figured it might be a little bit confusing, so it's it's easier to follow. Yeah, and I believe TabSnap will go ahead now.
0: So I have built the document with all the bundles that you that's in the beta, which is quite a few of them. The first bundle you'll come across is the Arc Light Booster, which is a 20% XP increase. And then you get 50% gold increase and then a thousand gold with that booster. It's, if you're gonna be playing this game, this is the one, and you only can buy one thing. This is the one we'd probably all recommend to get. It's gonna allow you get through the game a little quicker. You don't have to grind as much. This one is a definite buy. And I believe the rest of the group agrees with that so with that statement so far. The next bundle you'll come across is one of the starter bundles. And at the moment, there's four. Depending on the leader you pick at the beginning, there's a Horde, Alliance, Undead, and Blackrock bundles. Each of those bundles comes with three units. Out of all the bundles, I think the Undead one or the Alliance are probably the two best, just with what you get. Uh, the Meat Wagon for Undead, and the Huntress for the Alliance. They're all roughly about the same, but them them two stand out to me, at least. From there, you will unlock bundles as you progress. Uh, the first one's at 15 skulls. You'll have the opportunity to buy Hogger, which also comes with Murlocs and a legendary XP tune. After that, it's all just gold and XP. So the next one's at 24 skulls. You'll get 700 gold and an epic tomb 29 skulls 2000 gold and an epic tomb 34 skulls will be 1500 gold and another epic xp tomb 39 skulls you'll get another 1500 and an xp tomb 44 skulls 2000 gold epic xp 49 skulls 2500 gold and legendary xp at 54 skulls you'll get 2500 and a legendary XP, fifty-nine skulls, and at sixty-five skulls, it's four thousand gold and a legendary XP. When we do all the math, if you get all the bundles, you're going to end up with about forty-five thousand eight hundred and thirty gold. I believe Toasty has done the math for the pricing if you buy everything.
4: Um yeah, quick question. How do you get to the um forty-five thousand gold?
0: I took all the bundles and yeah. added all the gold in all the bundles. And it's also with the arc like booster and the conquest. I apologize. So you would only get twenty one thousand seven hundred gold from the boosters. And then once you complete the game, you would get forty five thousand eight hundred and thirty with the conquest the boosters, and the bundle.
4: Alright, alright. Okay. If we are calculating the the one arc light booster that one starter bundle and these uh, 10 zone bundle. I call them zone bundles because essentially that's what they are. You unlock zones and you are able to buy these bundles. These uh, the, the total cost is roughly 189 Australian dollar. That's around 130 US dollars and around 124 euros. What we have not included in this calculation is the gold pouch or gold chest that you can buy weekly. You can buy one gold pouch, which contains 500 gold and costs 549 Australian dollars. And you can buy two gold chests per week, which contain 800 gold. So um, what we haven't included in this calculation is the gold that you can buy weekly There is the gold pouch, which contains 500 gold. Um, You can buy one of those weekly um, for 549 Australian dollars. And then there's the gold chest, which contains 800 gold. And you can buy two of those for 1399 Australian dollars. Yeah, you can buy those repeatedly and that's why we didn't include it in the calculation value wise it's really it's really not that good you can you, you can buy them if you really need gold uh, if you're really desperate for something but yeah if you want to spend your money there are better options right around 190 Australian dollars is uh, what we uh, calculated to buy the Arclight booster, the starter bundle and the uh, the 10 zone bundles.
0: So just to break down everything, the gold-wise, so everybody understands what we're actually getting, standard units cost 350 gold. Spells cost 150 gold. Leaders cost 400 gold. And talents cost 500 gold. With everything said and done, if you add all the leaders, all the units, the spells, the talents up, you're looking at right around 122,000 gold
4: just wanted to jump in and mention that we assume that all the leaders minis and spells have will have three talents yeah and that that is the assumption which is the basis for that calculation
0: everything here would be about 122,000 gold that's based on each unit and leader and spell having three talents if you take into account The free leaders, the leaders from the bundles, the units from the bundles, if you buy everything, it'll take you down to about needing somewhere between 115,000 gold to 120,000 gold. So this all takes into account that you get all the leaders through the bundles, you get all the minis through the bundles, you get the spells, the talents, everything you get for free in-game. Including we don't know about Deep Breath. We know we you can possibly get it after beating Arnytia, but we don't know if you get it. Maybe it just unlocks in the store. And we also don't know that if all these actually have three talents. With that said, you're gonna need about a hundred and twenty thousand gold if you've bought everything. At that point, you would still need a hundred and four thousand four hundred and seventy gold if you're free to play. You would need 83,770 gold if you just bought the bundles. And then you need 75,000 gold if you bought the bundles and boosters. So, 75,000 gold is a lot, especially since there's no quests that you can grind out later in the game after you do all the conquests.
4: So, now that we know how much gold we need even with buying all the bundles and the booster Gora, you have the beta access. Is there any way um how you can repeatedly earn gold?
1: Yes, there is. One currently one way in the beta where you can earn gold. Every day you will earn three up to three daily missions and they can reward either an XP time or a 100 gold or 200 gold. The chance of getting the 100 or 200 gold seems lower than getting an XP tome currently. You can only store up to three of these, so ideally you want to play at least once a day and do all three of the missions to maximize your gold income. And the gold rewards currently are 100 gold without the booster or 200 gold without the booster. If you have the booster it is 150 gold or 300 gold. From the rewards but again this is randomly selected between an xp time or a gold reward and there's a low and a high amount of gold reward so we can't actively predict how much gold you earn per week from this system as it is random what you're saying is that
4: if i've done all my conquest i can't just grind a dungeon or pvp to earn the missing gold i need
1: Currently, no, there is no way to actively play and grind gold. It's all behind a timer to, I'm guessing, make people level up and collect minis at a more even rate.
4: So basically, your the progression is uh, time-gated.
1: For unlocking mini spells and talents, yes. But you can grind PvP or PvE quests and missions to for XP. So if you have a mini unlock that you really like, you can just grind away to your heart's content to their max level.
0: I think we did a rough estimate of how long it would take if you bought everything, did all the conquests, and then also uh, bought the gold pouch and chest. What did we come up with? Like 36 weeks to be able to have enough gold to unlock everything?
1: So if you just bought everything possible from the store and you bought the weekly gold it will take 36 weeks without any daily gold rewards coming through with a random chance
2: so now that we have all the fun math out of the way let's see what we think if it's you truly pay to win or what it is to me i truly don't think this seems to be pay to win this seems more if anything, pay to go a little bit faster, you're not really buying power. You're buying, you know, all the minis, but this is just like any game. There's no way every mini is going to be super strong. You don't need, unless you're a completionist, you're probably not going to buy or use every single mini. Maybe for, oh, I'm going to buy this meat wagon just in case it ever gets buffed where it's really good or something like that. Really, this seems like a decently fair strategy compared to especially just about every other you know, game out there by several other companies, not even Diablo Immortal. We're looking at a majority of gacha games are a lot more expensive with actual pay-to-win properties. What do you think, Toasty?
4: Okay, um, so now I have a quick question. Um, Trixie just mentioned that you uh, one can buy um, power. Um, you can just invest money to progress faster through the game. But... Since you can buy experience for your minis and the, min, uh, the experience determines which level they are and the level determines the stats, like how much health and attack power and resistance or whatnot. Wouldn't wouldn't this um, mean that you can actually buy power, especially for um, PvP Gora?
1: So currently in the beta, there is PvE experience, which is levels 1 through to 25. And then there's PvP levels, which is not affected by the levels 1 to 25. Okay, so all minis have a base power of level 1 in PvP, and then they can gain more power from the bonus levels from talents. So if you buy all three talents for one mini, That will be to level four. And then when you complete your dungeons and earn Valor and level up your leader and the bonus levels for each mini in that slot is another three to a maximum of seven levels in PVP, and then it's capped.
4: Do you think that they will keep that system or will they switch it up when we get closer to open uh, beta or the actual release?
1: i'm hoping they keep it how it is so you can't infinitely grind and stack levels on a mini to win in pvp currently it's looking more like they want to go for a more fair pvp experience where skill is the determining factor
4: okay now let me get this straight what you what you need to do is to grind a lot of the pve content to earn vella, and then with the vella you can level up or, or upgrade your um, pvp composition um, did i get that right
1: uh yes yeah. so if you earn the vella points and upgrade your leader with the bonus levels for the mini in the each slot that will be three and then your talents will be each talent is one so three talents is an extra three levels These levels also do boost them in PvE as well. So if you have a PvE mini at level 25 plus 6 points, you get to level 31. PvP is base level 1 plus an extra 6, so level 7 in PvP. Since
4: we actually found out that the the pace in which you um, progress through the PvE content determines your power in PvP because of Vela, that actually means that if you're still going back to my argument from earlier, when you buy XP and level up your minis, you can progress through the PvE content faster. And by progressing through the PvE content and earning Vela, you can like level up your PvP army. So
0: the point still
4: stands, right?
0: If you're doing that, if you're buying XP from the store, you're limiting the amount of gold you have to buy the units you might need for PvP or PvE. Well, we know that there is a limited amount of gold up to a point, so if you're spending that gold on XP boosts, you're not gonna be spending that gold on minis or talents for those minis.
1: That's correct, and Also, we do know from a developer comment that they are working on a matchmaking system. We don't know how the matchmaking system will work currently, but if they implement it in a fair way, their matchmaking system, I believe, will take into account the bonus levels and matchmaking accordingly. So you shouldn't be seeing a level 1 versus a level 7.
0: So my take on all this, I I do not see this as a paid-to-win game. Based off the numbers that we have, uh, the amount of gold, how much money you have to spend uh, to unlock everything. It's not a... You can go infinite, but not technically because they have you capped with the pouch and the the chest. But with the amount of gold we have, there's a lot of choices you have to make. Uh, We just talked about the one if you buy XP, you're wasting gold that could be going to your minis or talents. Then you have to actually... Figure out what talents, what minis you want. Because if you say you want a, three talents on every mini you own, after all the free minis and all the free stuff, you're only going to have enough gold for 14 troops or 14 minis with all three of their talents. 22 minis if you only pick two of their talents after it's all said and done. You're, you're not going to be able to unlock every mini and every talent. So it, it becomes a, a balancing act, a strategy of which ones to pick, which ones to use, the talents, because you can't go infinite. It, no one's going to have everything in a month, two months, three months. It'll be very rare to see if anybody has everything in five months. I, I don't see it as pay to win. It, it's There's too much you have to navigate and they have walls in place. To where you can't just throw money at it.
2: The fact that they're time-gating and, you know, you only can spend so much a month is actually a very promising and a very good sign. Not it's like, oh, it's the first week I've spent $200,000, I'm now the best player. No, it, this legitimately does take time, and that's very, very good to see.
4: But don't you think that, as, as Tapsnet said, you can only buy, like, what, for 14 minis with all three talents, or... Um, 22 minis with two talent. don't you think like this whole way that you can earn gold limits the way that you can build your decks?
2: To an extent, I could see that, but I think it just requires it, I guess it depends on who's playing. If someone you know like us, we're gonna be playing competitively, we're going into the game like, oh, I want to buy this unit. I'm waiting to see this unit, waiting to see this unit, I want this talent so we're going in with a plan and that's the one group of people and the other is i'm just playing this because i like warcraft i just want the units i like and i'm gonna get those whenever they come up or just try to you know get everything and they're not the ones really i don't think they would even be overly concerned they're they might not even notice that they're behind on levels or talents because they're more casual and more fun so i think this the system weirdly both both parties weirdly like this system. I think. I think it was a very smart choice.
4: At some point, those players will figure out that like the, the choices they may, made might not have been the smartest, and they spent all their their early gold for minis that aren't that good or talents that aren't that good, and maybe now they want to to buy an S tier deck with S tier talents. Um, but they do not have the gold and because earning gold is time gated, they will have to wait um, either weeks to uh, to buy those minis or pay cash. That's a problem I'm seeing right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. don't know maybe my perception of all this is wrong.
2: I don't think you're is essentially wrong. I think it's a very very valid concern. That really is going to be... I think we'll have a much better idea after maybe a month or two from release once not only has everyone had a chance to essentially feel the system, but we're still, you know, a decent way from release. So the system, Blizzard, could change it. They could change how monetization works, maybe add like a one-time or something like, you know, a talent reset system. You, you, You never know. So there's definitely a lot of ways to make it feel better, but right now it looks like those are like the couple options we're we can see going into
0: and we're still in beta we we don't know if these are the final numbers we don't know if they're gonna increase the cost of these bundles decrease add gold take gold away we don't we don't know that this is all based off the beta this can be changed and they might add something in there where it could be easy to grind gold maybe for every pvp win, they give you five or ten gold kind of like uh Hearthstone does. Like, once you grind out your dailies for every three wins, you get X amount of gold. But I would like to, to point out that uh, Banner has been hiding out in the corner, not giving his uh, opinion on this. So I want to call him out and see what he thinks.
3: I agree with the Toasty's concerns, and I think this is an instinctive way of thinking for some of the players. However, on the other side of the coin, maybe the developers don't want every single player to have a nastier deck at their fingertips. Maybe they want us to have very meaningful choices because we don't have infinite amounts of gold. Maybe they want us to speculate in terms of what is the current meta and what could be the future meta. So, one thing that is noticeable is that they want the daily rewards to keep being meaningful for quite some time and the fact that you need roughly around 36 weeks to get all the units in the most optimistic of the expectations with the data that we were presented. It means that they really want us to log in and and keep researching. The game is not really pay to win, it's, it's more like pay to avoid having to research about the game and the meta and give you a bit more of a wider collection of minis so you have something that you can actually can use to uh, in the current meta a player like Goragraf will potentially need less gold than someone that didn't have better access because he had the ability to experiment so the amount of gold he needs will be less and so that's that's a case where the fact that people can buy bundles it will allow them to combat people that do research and have experience like Gorograph. So, and on the other side of the coin, in terms of PvP, it's not really paid to win. It's, if we believe the matchmaking will be accurate, it will be paid to fight stronger opponents. Because you're not gonna be steamrolling people if you spend money in the shop. You're just gonna be fighting stronger people that probably did the same or have a higher knowledge in the game, which allowed them to be more effective with the way they uh, invested gold in the game. I don't think the developers want everybody to collect everything in a month or two, so I think they have a good system, but I also think that some of Toasty's points are quite valid here, and I don't think Toasty should be dismissed in what he's saying, but ultimately it's not really pay to win, in my opinion.
4: When Spanner said, meaningful choices, that's something I have heard a little bit too often, especially in the Warcraft franchise, I was immediately thinking about World of Warcraft Shadowlands and the Covenant choices, where the, like, the design philosophy was that the Covenant you're choosing should be a meaningful choice because you can only switch it like once a week. And when you switch it, basically your whole progression is lost. So the, the devs really wanted you to, to choose a covenant and then stick with it. And then people were complaining. And then in 9.1 uh, and 9.2, they fixed it so you can uh, choose your uh, uh, switch your covenant daily and your progression is uh, saved. So what I'm trying to say is that I feel like people don't like meaningful choices. They want to choose something and then go with it and if they see it's not it's not the, the way they like to play or if it's not the best choice, they want to be able to go back and reroll. So maybe you can should be able to sell minis like you, you buy them for 350 gold and you sell them for maybe 200 just like you can you do the same thing with hearthstone cards I believe and where you get the dust and then with dust you craft new cards. I could see that being a way to, yeah, you can make choices not feel as punishing when they are not the best
3: choices. I think the idea of selling minis to buy others, it's quite interesting. However, it might lead to the loss of players, because when they go for Flavor of the Month decks and certain units, and they keep having this gold deficit every time they sell and buy to uh, change their uh, decks. They're gonna eventually have much less units available because of the gold deficit, and they will eventually leave the game when they cannot get those units they consider meta anymore. So I think it might be counterproductive for the future of the game if they actually let you sell minis to buy others. And another thing as well is maybe they don't want to be like Hearthstone, where everybody is playing Battlecry Shaman and 50% of the legends is playing Battlecry Shaman. Maybe they don't want to have every single deck to be a Thalnos with a Meatwagon. And that's maybe that they believe that having limited choices will lead to more variety in the decks that you will see fighting for higher ranks in the future.
4: So, but if let's say Thalnos with Meatwagon is like straight up the best deck and then um people that went for Horde or Alliance can't buy all the components you need for the Thanos Meatwagon deck, don't you think they will also just quit because they
3: see that they have an objectively worse deck? If they quit, it's because the developers didn't do their job of balancing the other decks, or because the community didn't try hard enough to make other decks viable. It will be one of these two options. But I think if you are selling minis to buy other minis on a gold deficit, then regardless of how the game was designed and how much effort the community puts into make all units viable, you will be gimping yourself and you will eventually stop playing.
1: Another idea that was floated to the developers was to have a area in the game to test minis and talents and compositions out before you actually buy minis and talents so you can go into like a, maybe a Pve match and you can try a loadout that you believe that you theory crafted would work well before you invest your gold
0: so I I agree with some of the points here if there is a meta build that is taking over the devs have responsibility to balance but the problem with that is, is if they nerf something too heavily, where it's not worth having anymore, you're gonna upset the players that did have that card or that mini. On top of that, the the game should be balanced in a way that everything has a counter. So it's up to the community to actually come up with a counter for that. If it was balanced correctly, if the game's balanced correctly, everything has a counter. That's not on the dev.
1: Um Currently in the beta playing PvE, my experience has been some games is a complete stomp in my favour. There's some matches where it's back and forth, it's a big tug-of-war, and then there's others where I will just get stomped. And I have been playing the same loadout basically in PvP the whole time, and it just seems some decks are really good um, against mine, and then other times my deck is really good against the enemies. And my thoughts on if the game is pay to win currently, it's, I believe it's not pay to win, it's pay to progress slightly faster. In the end, everyone should end up in the same spot given enough time is you have all your minis, all your talents, all your leaders unlocked at the fullest. If the developers keep adding in more minis and leaders at a good pace, we should hopefully strike a balance between having just enough gold to buy everything as it comes out. Or maybe you have to make a choice between a new leader or a new mini. You know, that could keep it interesting as well. But eventually, hopefully you'll better unlock everything.
3: Just on the back of the toasty uh, suggestion about selling leaders, maybe the developers could do a system where if you have, let's say, if you if you have a daily participation in the game for like 20 days straight or whatever, you could get a little token that would allow you to do a straight swap between a unit. But this way, Uh, Someone could eventually, someone desperate to have a certain unit and or get rid of a certain unit could actually make this happen but without damaging permanently their deck and the the ability to compete with others. I agree. The the switching of a minion via
0: like a free token sounds uh, like a very interesting way to get around choices that you might have made incorrectly. I could see that happening.
1: Um, Maybe instead of having like playing every day, that's a pretty big requirement. You could have like one quest come up per week We earn a token. All right. Well, it appears the majority of us think the
2: game isn't pay to win, but if it does come to that, Toasty will have one of the biggest I told you so's in a very long time. Coming up next, we have a prediction and hot take on when we think this game is going to be coming into the full open beta and then after that we have our weekly tricky question as for my prediction i think i truly think now that we have the release dates for overwatch 2 i think it's going to come out between the beta and their release so i'm looking at i'm guessing middle to late august what do you think toasty
4: yeah i feel like now i can say the same because i actually wanted to say late august as well yeah, I'm gonna say late August or early September, maybe even later. But I really, I really wish it's earlier. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay positive and say, and say, yeah, late August.
0: Uh, my prediction is early September at this point. Um, it seems like games and things have a cycle, and when they're released, either at the beginning of summer or at the end of summer. So, at this point, I'm gonna probably go with early September.
1: My thoughts will be. Uh, Q4 release, so sometime closer to Christmas and the holiday season. Um, reasoning for this is the development of the game, I think, there's a little bit more. They still implement raids, and hopefully an open beta or more beta access will be in Q3. And I think they might also be trying to time this release around Wrath of King Classic and the Dragonflight expansion for World of Warcraft as well as it is also another warcraft game so this could generate a bit of interest in the warcraft name leading up to dragonflight expansion
3: in my opinion the game will be fully launched on the friday 18th of november 2022 that's oddly specific there spanner
4: i feel like what what are we gonna do if it's exactly on on this date
2: we need to have. I'm gonna them. have them
3: pull lottery numbers for me. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. Each one, of, each <laughs> one of you will buy me a bundle. <laughs> Seems
2: fair. As for a good hot take for when the game comes into its final release, I think there's going to be a massive balance patch the day of the release. That means any theory crafting, any planning anything that we've really put together like oh i'm gonna do this specific build all the way to nixia is gonna be thrown in the shredder just just for just from blizzard just you know thanks for beta testing here's a nice big balance patch go get them
4: i really would not like that gonna be honest just just sounds horrible like not not to be offensive uh But I feel like I feel like this would make so much work. Like just you you can just throw it in the trash. I'm just going to go ahead with mine. This actually was a like a shower thought. I was, I believe, brushing my teeth and then it just came to me. I took a look at the heroes that are already uh, the the leaders that are already implemented in the game. And for the Alliance, we have a Paladin, um, a Mage and a, a Warden. And all of those are also playable leaders in Warcraft 3. So my hot take is that the next alliance leader, by this logic, should be something uh, either Muradin or Magni. And yeah, the, the general hot take is that they are taking taking leaders or heroes from uh, Warcraft 3 and implement them as new heroes or new leaders in Arclight Rumble.
3: My hot take... For this week is that before the end of 2022 we will have three leaders for each faction in the game so
0: after uh talking about everything today about how much gold you're gonna have and everything i actually changed that i actually think if blizzard might go the route of a battle pass or something similar to encourage people to play more each day so they can get more gold through the battle pass.
4: Alright, sounds good.
0: Gora?
1: And my hot take for this week is we know that they want to implement uh, co-op in some fashion. I would love to see 2v2 or 3v3 PvP. That could be some hectic fun where maybe the ally on your team or your friends is more of a hindrance than the enemy is to you.
0: Or just a battle royale throw so four people into a ring and the last one live
1: wins. Yeah, you could have a four-way map. So north, yep. south, east, west, each person versus the other three.
4: That sounds actually awesome. Yeah, but I, I'm really looking forward to the raids. So I hope they prioritize uh, those before like anything else. But I got, if, if they have time for that, that, that would be awesome, honestly.
1: Well, there's always post-launch content to keep everyone interested in.
2: Hopefully they have plenty of time to give us plenty of content. That would be a very good thing for everyone.
1: I mean the Warcraft universe is
4: like so immense. I mean you can you can always add like another another zone or go to the the Shadowlands or Draenor or I'm pretty sure they will not run out of content anytime anytime soon.
1: Well they could always do. Well currently in the beta, we have classic WoW map. There could be Outland, then Northrend, etc., etc.
3: And now it's time for the tricky question of the week with Top Snap. So the question of the week last week was: In Un'Goro Crater,
0: there is a quest chain to get a mount. You have to be poisoned. How many times in a row do you have to get poisoned? The, uh, the answer is 20. You have to get poisoned 20 times in 20 consecutive days. If you miss one, uh, you have to start all back over. So the people that got the question right last week were Peter Hill, Leo KP, Barrel Roll, Spectra, and I already apologized to this guy if I pronounce his name wrong, Carl Lowell's. Carl Lowell's. So for this week... Uh, we have a pet collectors question. For the pet collectors out there, Mr. Wiggles, Speedy, Whiskers, and Scooter are all available quest rewards through what World of
3: Warcraft event? I have no idea.
1: Um, the first one, Peter Hill, was that his actual name?
0: That's who I was told to use that name, yes. Oh, okay, just making sure.
2: All right, I believe that wraps up today's podcast. We got over through a lot of good information. Talked a lot about the monetization, how we think it's gonna go. Gave a few spicy hot takes. Brought another uh, very tricky question. Um, I believe that is it for the day. Uh, all right, that's it'll uh, be all for me. Toasty.
4: Well, oh, um, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. I hope you can make a good use of all the numbers presented. Yeah, thanks again and see you next week.
0: Thanks everyone for uh, tuning in this week. Can't wait to get with this again next week. If you want any kind of topics covered by us, please put it down in the comments. We'll, we're always there, we're always reading. We'll be happy to cover your, uh, your topic.
1: Thanks everyone for tuning in in again this week, and welcome to anyone new this week as well. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and all the information we went through. That was quite a lot.
3: Uh, Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Next week we will have uh, another interesting uh, main topic, so stay tuned. Uh, One good thing that happened this week is we started to get uh, new guild members that found us on Spotify. So uh, very pleasing uh, to see that. Yeah, so that's all for me, and I hope to see you all next week. Thank you. That's all for me as well, everyone. Please remember
2: to like, subscribe, and comment, and I will see you next week. Thank you. Hi, I'm Snakeman, one of the most exciting and loved members of the Arclight community, and i listen to the Arclight Insights podcast. Created on the 8th of May 2022, the guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arclight Rumble community. We have a solid structure in place, with the roles of Chieftains, Taskmasters, Elders, and Wolf Riders. Our Discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our guild today. All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield,